Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Kinexus Continuous Improvement Podcast. I'm Mark Raven, and we're joined today by Austin Lin. He is uh, one of the new team members at Kinexus. He's a customer success manager, so we have a chance to talk to him today. Austin, thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me, Mark. I'm doing great. Happy to be here and happy to to talk about Kinexus and and CI and uh, you know what we can what we can do for everyone. Yeah, well, and w- welcome to the team. And you know, uh, people might think of Kinexus as a Austin-based company because that's where headquarters. Uh, I guess that's kind of headquarters. We do Kinexicon and other events in Austin, anyway. So. It's a little confusing. You you don't live in Austin, though. No, no, I'm I'm Austin, but I live in San Antonio. So <laughs> we always like to to clarify that for everyone. Yeah. Well, if we end up hiring an Antonio, maybe he'll live in Houston, <laughs> and the confusion will <laughs> it comes full uh, circle. Yeah. Um, so Austin, as we do here on the podcast, we like to talk to new Kinexians um, about why you joined the company. So t- I'd be curious to hear your story. Why did you join Kinexus? Yeah, Mark. Um, you know, I've worked in in some kind of customer facing role for most of my career. A lot of that was spent in in retail management, actually, with with Home Depot and then HEB, which you know everyone loves here in Texas. Um, great yeah. company to work for, but you know, retail's a beast, and it's a it's a tough life to lit to lead. And so I, I left the retail world a few years ago, moved into more of um, account management. And I just, the company I was at wasn't the, the future I was looking for. It didn't have the culture I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, started, started expanding my, my horizons and came across Kinexus. And from the very first interview all the way until getting the offer, it was the, you know, the most amazing interview process I'd ever been a part of. Everyone was so genuine, so welcoming. Everyone wanted to know about me and who I am and, and you know, what makes me tick. It wasn't about my, you know, my job experience or just reading a resume. It was about, you know, my, my ideas and, and my values and, and my culture and how that would fit into Kinexus. And so it just felt like such a, a great place to, to be and a, a great team to be on. And, you know, when I joined, that was, that was all, you know, reaffirmed and everyone I met has really embodied, you know, the culture we try to build here and the, the values that, that, you know, Greg and, and Jeff and Matt and everyone on the team, a spouse. Um, and so it's, it's truly, I think the, the most rewarding place I've worked. Hmm. That's great to hear. And yeah, we can talk about culture and, and um, Austin wrote a blog post on the Kinexus customer blog. We'll link to it in the show notes, the invaluable value of culture. I mean, I'd be curious to hear more from your perspective, Austin, of, why culture is so important? Yeah, Mark. I like I said, you know, I've, I've worked in in quite a few places. I've experienced some some really poor work cultures. Uh, you know, I don't want to name any names, but sure. some sure. places I've worked really haven't put a an emphasis on the the kind of people that that work there and how you treat others and how you act on a daily basis. All they focus on are the numbers. And, you know, they've, they've been places led by people who focus on the bottom line and those are hard places to work. You know, it's, it becomes very draining. It's, it's very damaging, I think, to, to your spirit and to the, the motivation. It's hard when it, you know, to go in and just punch a clock and punch out and, and feel satisfied about the work 
that you did that day when it's a place you don't really feel welcome and you don't feel encouraged. And, you know, we're, we're reading this book actually right now called The Advantage for our Kinexus Book Club by Patrick um, Lencioni. And that echoes so much, I think, of, of what I put in my blog post that, you know, organizational health and that culture you build is, you know, surpasses everything. Um, you know, if you're not hiring the right people and encouraging the right people to do the right thing on a daily basis, then, you know, your numbers are going to falter and all those, those metrics you're trying to reach aren't going to be reached. And that's going to be reflected in the success of your business. And so it's, you know, it's a, it's a thing that I think in our, in our work, work culture, especially here in America, we don't put enough emphasis on, you know, having that, that place that people really want to be and are encouraged to, to be themselves and really grow and, and expand. And, you know, I, I hope that the recent events with, with COVID and, and people, you know, seeking out new employment and seeing different opportunities is really going to impress upon the importance of, um, you know, that culture and, and having a good place to work upon, you know, the, the leaders in, in corporate America. Yeah, I've, I've heard some people describe culture. How do you define culture? And some say, oh, it's just the way we do things every day. And I think that includes how we treat others, right? It's not just mm-hmm. how we go about the work, but how you treat others. And you know, I think I think our view, and I think other companies that focus on culture realize that the bottom line and the numbers come as an end result of having mm-hmm. a mission and aligned values and a culture and a strong team that's supportive of each other that leads to financial results. So, you know, it, it, it's, exactly. you know, we, we can have both, but I, I'm with you companies that, that focus primarily or sometimes only on the results that that can be a grind. I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, we can always, you can always teach someone how to do a job. Mm-hmm. You can't teach someone how to, how to have, you know, share the same values that you're looking for and treat people the way that, that they should be treated. You know, those, those are intangibles that someone may either possess or not possess, especially in a, you know, when hiring someone for, for a, a, a position at a company, I think something that, that struck me about the, the job posts for Kinexus, you know, the last line of the post was, you know, we don't care about your qualifications, we care about who you are, you know, apply anyways, it doesn't matter you know, what background you have, you know, if you're meant to work here, then, then you'll work here. And that, that, that just, you know, rang so true to me and, and, and really stuck with me and is actually, you know, one of the main reasons I applied for the position is I'd never seen a, a job post like that. That's cool. Um, so speaking of work, um, the role of a customer success manager. And like some people listening are Kinex's customers and they interact with you or one of the other customer success managers. But for those who don't know, how, how do you describe the role and what you do? We're, we're the bridge between Kinexus and the customers. Um, we're their advocate. We're the person who on the Kinexus side is going to, you know, fight for the product enhancements they're looking for or the resources they need, whether it's, you know, someone from our marketing team or training or, or, you know, another, bringing in another CSM who might have more expertise, bring in lean strategy. You know, we, we bring all those needs that, that they have to, to other team members at Kinexus and say, hey, this is what this customer needs to be successful. And then it's also just, you know, kind of, 
walking them through, you know, changes they want in their instance and more on the technical side, helping them with, with questions they have about using the software, you know, making changes, maximizing its efficiency, and then just kind of being a, being a, you know, walking that CI journey with them. I think, you know, we're not, we're not there to lead them on their CI journey. You know, that's, that's for, for them to do. We're there to, to kind of walk in step with them. Well, and uh, we've, uh, been joined today by Austin Lynn, and um, one other thing I wanted to ask you about Austin was uh, another blog post. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you like to write and uh, <laughs> give contributions to the Kinex's blogs and uh, some things you've written on LinkedIn. But the uh, the other blog that we'll link to in the show notes was titled "Don't Ask Me, That's Not My Job." Uh, what what was sort of the context um, that that prompted you to to think of that phrase or to write the post? Yeah. So I mean I th- I think that phrase you know has such a negative connotation usually yeah. people see that as as someone trying to to get away from doing work or or blow someone off but I think you know the the way I looked at it and the the way I think we should be looking at it is you know we need to be asking the right people the right questions in the workplace especially in industries that have you know what we might call frontline workers whether that's people in manufacturing um, hospitals, you know, with nursing staff, janitorial staff, um, you know, people kind of on the floor really doing the work. I think, you know, a lot of times problems that companies come across, um, you know, are, are found in those areas, you know, kind of in the, in the Gemba, as we would say, and, and the, um, the, the people trying to solve those problems aren't actually doing the work. Right. They're, right. you know, executives who, you know, I mean, you know, they're, they're smart, they're qualified, they're in the position, they're in for a reason, but mm-hmm. they're not the ones, you know, cleaning, cleaning the floors and, and building the product on the manufacturing line and, 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 you know, taking care of the patients at the hospital, you know, on their, at their bedside, but we're asking them to solve those problems. And so the solutions they're coming up with, they may look great for the numbers they may look great on paper, um, you know, from a, from a, you know, cost benefit analysis, they might be the right answer, but they don't actually help solve the problem, make the lives easier of the people doing the work. And so, you know, it's, it's about asking the people doing the job, what a solution could be, because a lot of times they're already, you know, might be solving that, that problem. Yeah just in their daily tasks, but that information isn't getting passed on. It's not getting passed up the chain. It's not getting put written down anywhere. Um, and that's where, you know, Kinexus, you know, comes in and our, you know, our customers having that employee driven improvement and, and having a place for those frontline employees to put those improvements and those ideas in. Um, you know, I was recently at a conference in Orlando um, talking about you know healthcare you know process improvement and solutions engineering, um, Rebecca Love gave a gave a speech there. She's a you know highly regarded um, in the nursing field, very successful. Gives TED talks. Um, she gave a um, a keynote speech talking about nurses and how they need to be involved in mm-hmm. the you know in the in the problem solving phase. Uh, in in hospitals, and you know, she's she walks into meetings, and the only people there are you know doctors and executives trying to solve problems that nurses face every day. And you know, there's something, there's a disconnect there 
that again, yeah. I think I think we really need to 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 address in our corporate culture and realize that you know just because someone doesn't have an MBA or or you know didn't go to to Harvard or Yale or uh, you know have a have an advanced degree doesn't mean they're not qualified to solve problems they face every day. Yeah, for sure. And I, I love the way you sort of turn that phrase in a way upside down or it's sort of, you know, directed and mm-hmm. pointed in a different direction where likewise a, a manager saying um, that's not my job doesn't mean they're shirking duties mm-hmm. either. But I, I, I love the way you articulated like the, the, the managers can't be coming up with quote unquote fixes in a vacuum in a conference room and then just lobbing them in team. Like leaders mm-hmm. have a role to play, you know, they can participate, but they should be kind of drawing out from people. Like what, what ideas could we test? What support do you need from me as yeah. a leader that, that turns uh, things upside down compared to how it is in some organizations? Exactly. And I, you know, again, working in retail for a long time, I, I saw that on a daily basis, the directives come down or new processes mm-hmm. come down from higher up that, that sound great on paper and in a, you know, in a, in a very controlled environment, they might work, but when it's when it's real world application, when you know it's a busy Sunday at the grocery store, or you know things are things are on fire, it's you know th- those those solutions really aren't the the solutions we should be using. And you know, I, I found so many times that the people actually doing the work had solutions already that were mm-hmm. you know far and above you know company procedure or those those directives that. that it, been been given to them. Well, and that's why, you know, Kinexus is here to help support companies and leaders and, and their teams that are forming a continuous improvement culture. We try to have that ourselves within um, Kinexus. And, and Austin, I'm glad you're bringing your, um, your, your interest, or I would say drive for this into Kinexus to help us grow and to help us build the culture. And so... Welcome aboard. Thank you for joining the team and thank you for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you.